That's recording. That's recording. There's you. There's me. Recording is good. Episode 77. And? 77. It's like it's, it's a Valentine's week. That's right. That's a. Do you like my creepy romantic French voice? I love it. <laughs> it's, is it turning you on? Yeah, just keep <laughs> keep it coming, big boy. <laughs> That's what she said. Still <laughs> <laughs> making me on it. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the. <laughs> Creepiest little podcast there ever I was. I know. I know. Episode 77. <laughs> Episode 77. I think you're making me like blush a little bit. <laughs> I see some rosiness in yeah. your cheeks. Yeah. Oh, your face is red like a rose. I really don't know how to take it. <laughs> I'm sounding like some degenerate alcoholic smoke pack a day French guy. <laughs> ah, yes, we wee. Hey, you wee wee. Would you like a drink? <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, happy early Valentine's Day to all of our lovers and listeners out there on the uh, digital airwaves. Yeah. We would not want you to be deprived of love on this sentimental <laughs> of sentimental weeks. So y'all have been married four years. <sighs> three. Three to four. Three and, three, three and some change. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I gotcha. We luckily married in uh, 2020, so it's all I just, I just got to count the years, you know? Or right. Look at the calendar and say, oh, what year is it? Oh, Okay. Yeah, right before Trump got defeated. Oh, no. Oof. Man, sorry to connect that to such a negative like event. What a current hot topic, though. Politics and Trump. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my. Yeah. And we're not going to talk about it tonight. No. I don't, <laughs> yes, we are. I don't Just think kidding. we would do ourselves any service to <laughs> talk about it. I I really don't know what to, th- <clears throat> what to think about this shit show that's going on. I don't either, man. And I guarantee you. Although there has been some pushback, I feel, on the Democrat side about um, at least people are addressing Joe Biden's mental health. Yeah, I have seen some articles, even in popular media. Yeah, he was he was grilled um, in some sort of public forum the other day. And, and they like, tried to turn it around. Oh, yeah. Like, How dare he? Huh? Yeah, and yeah. then he made like four other mistakes Yeah, um, while he was trying to have a, a rebuke against his... <laughs> I, I feel sorry for the guy. I really do. I really don't. He can just go away. <laughs> like he's had his time. Okay. Go to the nursing home, Grandpa. It's time oh, to what? time to go to pasture. Is is your empathy broke? It is. Okay. <laughs> it very much is. But you know, there's lots of really good up and coming 
younger, uh, more yeah. invigorated, good, well-thinking people that this platform is kind of being taken away from because it's going to be between two old fucking guys again. Yeah, two that's, old white guys. Yeah, that's sad. Yeah, you know we love, sure do love America. And right I can now. say it. I mean, obviously, I'm not going to vote for uh, Alzheimer's. <laughs> I hate Alzheimer's. I I feel sorry for the people with it. I, well, I do too. Yeah, but, but we're not going to put them in a position of president of the United States, right? Right. Okay. Right. <laughs> yes. You so. Can, you can feel bad for them, and by doing so, let's not put them in a position of power. Yeah, of increased stress, mm-hmm. right? I'm concerned for the dude. Okay, so now we have to roll that back a little bit because we have made fun of his situation on here before, but John Fetterman out of Pennsylvania mm-hmm. has really turned it around. Yeah. And he's become a kind of an advocate of some uh, what people would call right-wing things, but... Lately, a lot of people have become an advocate of right-wing border issues because they're getting it finally. Yeah. They're finally getting. And it may be a product of uh, governors of Florida and Texas busing these migrants to the cities. You know, they're out of sight, out of mind. Like, oh, we've got to be humanitarian and be good to these people and help them out. It's because they're not flooding your backyard, yo. I mean, the Texas establishment are saying that. Yeah. They're saying, yeah, obviously, because Mm -hmm. we've been busing illegals yeah. up there now and, that, and they're seeing the light. Yeah. Now that they are involved with it and it's not out of sight, out of mind for them, they're going, Oh yeah. Let's yeah. close the border. Yeah. Yeah. Let's close the border. I think, uh, I'm a little more optimistic and I think there's a level of conversation that's developing now, mm-hmm. uh, out of, you know, it's like we've been divided yeah. so hard and, and maybe people are, starting to get tired of it. Yeah, and, this really shouldn't be a politicized thing. It's yeah. like you can't be a country without your borders. And, yeah, we're we're still allowing immigrants to come over legally, shedding sure. them, getting their background checks. Sure. And you, you, we're not judging them by the color of their skin. We're, we're going to have to continue. We, I mean, even do better job of it mm-hmm. as time goes on, letting people come in in the right manner. Yeah, and what a slap in the face to those people that do come in in the right manner that we just let millions of undocumented, illegal whatevers come just, across and yeah. just have their way. But uh think things are changing. We're on the precipice of change, I think. More eyes are open to that. Right, right. But uh, hey, how how have you I been know, since right? the uh, the last podcast? It's been a couple of weeks. I've been away. Oh, my gosh. And we are, I guess we are I've been here. starving. Have you? Yeah. Why? For a podcast. Oh, I was going to say, you look okay. Like, you look like you're not starving. You're still there. Yeah, yeah. I've still got a bigger belly than you do, but you're still, yours is still there. You're not starving. I have not mastered controlled, (laughs) healthy starvation for the sake of, uh, like, weight optimization. Sure. I have not mastered that. Me neither. And, you know, it's a constant thing. I'm always working on it, but not mastered. (laughs) Right, right. But I'm starving for conversation. If we go one week... I'm pretty good. Whenever we go two weeks, I, I start feeling it. When we go three weeks, it's it sucks. Crucial, yeah. Yeah. The withdrawal starts to kick in. Right. Get a weird twitch. Right, right. What's I was driving with- around today uh, noticing that I was talking to myself in my head. You know, and <laughs> like, wait a minute, I need to be saving these topics for the for the podcast. Yeah, saving these, and and I know I'm just in a bad place, uh, which I kind of broaches on one of the the points I oh, put on. Yeah. Let's get to that. The, but we gotta we gotta mention it's just you and me tonight. 
Yo, that's what we're this missing kind of nice, uh, a couple of people. Well, I mean, we're missing one. Ghost Bro is quite the ghost. So yeah. he, he shows up when it benefits him. We, uh, we're still missing him. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yes. We miss him. Yeah. yeah we miss yeah, Ghost we Bro. Love that guy. Yeah. We're really missing one on the internet. Internet is not effing working. And, uh, you Fuck. know, God, it's Ghost like, Bro, our internet's broke. Dude, what the hell, man? This is well, like. I mean, we know you don't listen to these episodes. So. <laughs> But uh, what the hell? We're missing Savage Bro too tonight. Yeah, what's he doing? Man, he, uh, you know, he just, there's a game going on tonight, something like that. Really? Football game, Super Bowl. But it, Is that tonight? Yeah. I, I think it's uh, between <laughs> Taylor Swift's team and not Taylor Swift's team. Okay, yes. So, I, you know, he. I remember my daughters told me this. Yeah, and he's yeah. not here. So, obviously, he can't go without seeing Taylor Swift. That's why he's not Good here tonight. Lord. Savage Bro cannot miss a Taylor Swift um, showing. So, we, we're without him tonight. Well, good for him. Yeah, I mean, good for her. Good for Taylor Swift. She is yeah. all over the freaking place, right? Yeah. I'm, so, I'm, I'm gaining a mild respect. Mm, even if you don't like her music, okay. She's a good role model. Right. 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 No scandals as mm-hmm. of yet. Not scantily clad and skanky. Yeah. Like a she, good role model for young she girls. She writes that, all her own Ooh, does she? Stuff. Does she really? I have heard this. Okay. I don't know if it's correct. Okay. But uh by somebody, Carson, mm-hmm. by somebody who, who right. actually knows Taylor Swift. I mean, he doesn't actually know her, but no no. Oh, Carson, yeah. you gotta call in and let us but, know. How do you know Taylor Swift? I know. He he has Examined Taylor's, like, <laughs> bro. We've all yeah. we've all examined. He's Taylor nerded Swift. out on her. I'll put it that way, <laughs> right? Yeah. Here we are talking about her being a role model, and we're yeah. talking like creepy, pervy old dads. Oh, we've uh, we've, uh, we've examined the Taylor Swift. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but so, no, she is a good role model for young ladies that are listening to her and looking up to her. So she runs her own business. Yeah. And she has uh, escaped the grasp of big recording industry. Mm -hmm. It's like kind of poked them in the ass, so to speak. And And she's now managed to overshadow the NFL just by sheer amount of her presence. That's all. Yeah. And I guess she's dating um, one of the players. She she has become maybe the the queen mm. of music yeah oh yeah she um she has she has outsold and outperformed the beatles elvis elvis and i believe i think michael jackson might have held that record for yeah. the longest time i think she's either about to um trump him there we go uh no pun intended or has already yeah yeah and and she's not living on speedballs no, that no. we know of. No, that we know of. She doesn't look like a. She doesn't look like a meth hoe. So right. So, so it's like that's pretty damn positive. Yeah, right on. Well, good for good for society. At least jumping onto a a role model that is elegant and sophisticated and not about self destruction. Mm-hmm. I mean, we yeah. all kind of worship the grunge era and Kurt sure. Cobain and look where that all all those dudes uh, are. Also dead. a legend. Yeah, but, for for different reasons, but uh, but has Taylor Swift mm-hmm. uh, survived twenty seven? How old is she? Oh, yeah. She's got to be above. That's a really good question. She's hey, definitely above 27 now. Hey, Siri. How old is Taylor Swift? I'm going to say 35. 36. Taylor Swift is 30 years old. Oh, oh so she has. She's close. Yeah. So so she's past that. Yeah. She has made it past Cobain, Jimi uh, Hendrix, Janis Joplin, yep. Jim Morrison. 
There's a few others I think that were at 27. That's right. Like that's God's God's cutoff date. Like mm, she beat you. she beat Chris Farley. I think he was like 32. <laughs> you know, uh, another one of the greats. Okay, I got a confession to make. When I first met you, before we were ever friends, <laughs> I know where this is going. You reminded me of Chris Farley. Yeah, like you came. I have this animated memory of you bounding into. Uh, you were. <laughs> I don't know. You weren't a resident. Maybe you were a resident. Maybe you were fresh out of um, med school and had just gotten your MD. But well, you're, you're, I was I was about two ninety at the time, weight wise. Oh, so I you were heavier. Big, you were was, portly. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I uh, 44 jeans. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm at the forty fours. Yeah, yeah. So, what are you at right now? 36. I'm wearing oh, 36. Nice. Damn, dude. Yeah. If oh. I, I think I can keep it right. That could be cut and leaner. But like I said, I haven't figured out controlled starvation. Uh, yeah. When you yeah. do, let me know how that works. Right. Well, I mean, we'll see it in real time, obviously. Yeah. Is it worth it? I don't yeah. know. But yeah, I, you were working under yeah, Dr. Yeah. Tibbles or Floor yes. or were you a resident? How, how, how does that work? Once you get out of medical school... And you're, it's, you don't call a, a oh. you, it's not an internship, right? It's a residency, correct? Yeah. So, okay. Th- so, okay. The, the thing that has remained the same, okay, is go to med school, graduate from med school, and then you kind of pick your area or, or your field. I chose family medicine. Mm-hmm. Other people might choose internal medicine or they might choose general surgery. Mm-hmm. And, and then you do residency. And then if you want to go from there say within my realm, uh, you know, to deliver more babies, Mm -hmm. you want to focus on that or you want to, uh, go to sports medicine and, and do more like family medicine slash sports medicine. You'll do a fellowship. Okay. Right. Or, or within internal medicine, the broad field of internal medicine, they can go on to be a, you know, deal mostly with old, old people, a gerontologist, or an endocrinologist, or something of that nature. Yeah. Okay. And That's, I don't, I don't liken you to Chris Farley as an insult. It's a compliment. no, no. Dude because was you, artistic. Oh yeah, yeah, and yeah. Bubbly and profound and undeniable. Yeah. And you came literally bounding into this room like, "Hey, I'm Doctor Fagley. What's going on, man?" And I had like poison <laughs> ivy rash, and you're like, "Oh my god, your shit's all fucked up. And you talk like a fag." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, that's not what you said at all. But you know, I'm used to sitting I don't know, in the might have been sitting yeah. in the doctor's <laughs> office, and you're waiting, and they come in, and like, "Hey, how's it going? What's wrong with you?" Oh, oh, yeah. okay. You've got the. You've got the gingivitis, okay. That's uh, never worked for me. <laughs> no, you came in yeah. bubbly, like literally bounding into the room, sat down, listened to me, got to know me, um, and it just reminded me of like Chris Farley's formidable entrances. If you've yeah. ever watched his skits, yeah. the dude had an entrance and an aura about him that you couldn't deny. So I, that's... I just watched Billy Madison last <laughs> night with uh, the family. He's the bus driver. Yes, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> you you get in and shut up. That's and he so gets so angry. mad, and it's great because like you can see the pressure like building in his brain, <laughs> yeah. right? It's on his face. He just he had this ability yeah. in performance to do that. Yeah, he really did. Uh, probably to the detriment of his own health. Yeah, that's probably it's okay. <laughs> besides the speedball. <laughs> yeah. That had an effect yeah. on uh, his demise for sure. 
So, so all that to say, good job Taylor Swift for you <laughs> know full circle. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thanks Taylor Swift for being a good role model for our little ones. We hope others follow yeah. in her footsteps for sure. Right, right. So, anyways, yeah, it's been. Um, this is kind of a a little blip in between. We've got a we've got another couple of um, segments coming up with elected officials. Oh yeah, anything good? Yeah, I don't really want to divulge yeah because i'm afraid if i do then the the guy has a pretty serious job yeah and you never know what could pop up i don't want to be like oh we're gonna promise this and on this date it's gonna happen and then he's like hey i can't make it tonight yeah but man it's been well okay so are what are some <clears throat> of the things you've kind of learned or bigger themes that you appreciate about the last you know, this segment. Okay, good question. Uh, that the work is a lot more intensive than I would have uh, anticipated, um, especially the city council roles. Like, those guys are yeah. a lot more involved for no pay almost. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's less political than I thought. It right? is. More so at the state level. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as you get down into the weeds of local politics, it's it's – Rarely, we have not encountered any politics, political bias. It's more about yeah. character. Yeah, it's more about the job, the yeah. grain granularity of the job itself, mm-hmm. right? And so that's that's interesting. Yeah, like there would be a. I mean, I've voted, um, you know, for Democrat um, candidates just based on their character in whatever position. Mm-hmm. So it wouldn't it wouldn't be odd to um, have a candidate that I knew well, and there has been before. Locally saying, uh, well, I'm going to run on the Democrat ticket. This is the way I'm going to oppose my mm-hmm. opponent. And yeah, totally fine. And on the state level is a little bit different. Man, there's some, and that's another thing I didn't, yeah. uh, Stucky kind of highlighted some of the shit slinging that goes on with, ooh, what are you? What yeah, are you I got, oh, yeah, we got the, uh, the last, I don't know if I'm on camera, but uh, last in the new riff. Uh, let me switch you. You, you will be, yeah, yeah, new riff, new riff. Mm, yeah, it's good, good stuff. But uh, Stucky kind of highlighted some of the shit slinging that goes on, even at um, you know a state representative level, and how money at that point money from outsiders starts trickling in, mm-hmm. and it's like why you're yes. a district rep? Why is money from far west Texas trip trickling in to affect our election in our district? Yeah, because there's overall money talks, grander agendas, I guess at at right. Bay. And and I don't think we've done well protecting ourselves from that. The the fact that money talks it's tough. I could have right. I mean, you would think this would be you can't. We can't sit here at this table and act like if we were in that spot, like we wouldn't be affected by it. Like it wouldn't sway us in some way or another. Money I'm, money has talked. Always will talk. Yeah, I I have had that thought. Mm. You know, at what point do you? In that position, I can't say I'm not in that position, but of course yeah. I I think about well if I were and some company you know offered a, a sizable <laughs> donation, yeah, how would I protect myself from not being swayed? Right, right. You know, like <clears throat> taking the sizable donation, and and in my head I'm like, yeah. Once you eh, take it, it's right. essentially public record, right? 
Yeah. Yeah, it's a yeah, yeah. it's a public transaction. That's not talking about some of the underhanded ways. Oh that, yeah. Yeah. I right? guarantee you there's a lot more the cash insider the trading. T- oh yeah. Yeah, that's a big one. Uh you know, be great. It's a great time to be a Pelosi, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean you get yeah, right. She's lost her chief investor, but you know, or I shouldn't say it. I mean, that was like brutal and it's bad. okay. Yeah. It's the, okay. The, the guy, dude got the, murdered in his home. No, he didn't get murdered, did he? I thought he yeah. survived. No, I think he got murdered. I don't remember. Did he survive or did he get murdered? We'll put that up on the poll. Okay. Paul I can ask Siri. Uh, ask Siri. Paul Pelosi, is he alive or dead? I'm pretty sure he's alive. Hey, Siri. Is Paul Pelosi alive or dead? He was born in 15, 1940 and is 83 years old. Still oh, alive. he's still alive. Yeah, he was just... He got the shit beat out about of him. About a crackhead in a ham- with a hammer in his underwear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jeez. But... Um, Wouldn't wish that on anybody. Yeah, the insider. He, he's Even if he did die, you know, he did well with insider trading, so... Oh yeah, like twenty five million. Well, yeah, it's something ridiculous. They'll, they'll be okay, you know. Yeah. So, so, but that I, I think that's part of the problem. The corruption is, is people. It's not limited to the, just them, and then no. those are the ones that get exposed. Like, how many fuckers do we not know about? <clears throat> Apparently, a lot. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. I would not be surprised to find out that it's over fifty percent. Yeah. Of, of people running for some sort of public office. The higher up you go, the more more likely it is. But yeah, I think uh, the work um, with the local elected officials is a little more extensive than I was anticipating, and the time required yeah. um, that they put in, you know, yeah. almost almost at a a volunteer status because they're right. not they're not making bank. No, um, I think commissioner is a pretty decent paying job, but it is also a full time position. Right. It's a right. it's a Monday through Friday or Saturday and Sunday for emergencies, whatever. It's a it's a full time position. County judge, I don't know what it pays, but um I think JD's done great work and especially um the work with um bringing up uh elevating um the cosmetic parts of your town, mm-hmm. what they're doing with the courthouse, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. And for a lot of people, well, most of the politicians that we talked to did not like target going in, you know, mm-hmm. maybe the mayor, mayor of paradise, yeah. uh, she, but there again, she sort of just kind of on a whim decided to run mm-hmm. and, and then the last, what, eight years of her life has been about that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's crazy. Uh, what have, what have you learned? Anything stand out to you? Right. The, mostly it's that it's like, these are normal people. Mm-hmm who are filling a role in the community. Yeah. And they they are at least talking to them and I I think I have a pretty good bullshit meter. Mm-hmm. But like they're really not they don't have any alternative agenda mm-hmm. that that I could tell. Yeah, so right? having a a conversation with them makes them uh human and relatable and yeah. approachable. And I think there's some <clears throat> major cognitive dissonance that happens when you just hear sound bites from these people or right. TikTok clips, and everything. Everything now can be altered. You don't even know if the <sighs> yeah, sound bite or clip that you're hearing is genuine because AI is replicating people's fucking voices. Yeah, it is. So you really don't know at one if it's been altered by AI these days. Two, if it's been cut up and edited to sound in a certain context. Yeah. Than it was originally intended to. I just watched a. Joe Rogan or a clip 
that was <clears throat> Joe Rogan. Oh, I think and, I saw that. Yeah. yeah, I couldn't tell that it wasn't Joe Rogan. Yeah, I think he posted it. And yeah. He, yeah, I think he did. I think he posted it and was like, what the fuck is this? This isn't me. I just wanted to post this so you people know this is yeah. not... This did not happen on my show. This was not a segment from my show. But yeah, it was completely, uh, I think it was AI produced, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's frightening. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is. But I would say, and and to a large degree, these local politicians are not, they're reactive to the things that pop up. They're not so forward thinking like, yeah, I'm going to get this done. Especially Mm -hmm. the episode with Eddie Allen, realized that he kind of got in there and, and there's, so many projects at hand yeah, and hurdles. you really can't have an agenda. Yeah. It's it's like your agenda is to attend <laughs> to the things that pop up. Trickle through what you can yeah, to right. The, there's so many things already in play. Yeah. So I, I can't even imagine. But one day I I don't know, I think I'll throw my hat in the ring for something. It's just I don't yeah. I'm starting to feel as I get older and a little bit wiser more patient, more understanding. I'm starting yeah. to feel a little bit of calling. Like, you know, you, maybe you can mm-hmm. be relatable to the people. Maybe you can run for one of these positions and do good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think that would and be, you should. that would be my campaign slogan is like, I want to just do good. Right. I want to serve right. my community and do good. And that I think you should. I yeah. mean, you're kind of a, a benchmark of this community, <clears throat> the Overton family. I mean, they've been Thanks. here, what, 18 50s. 1907 is the the tax records in this yeah. county uh, show, and then family hearsay was like post Civil War era. So okay, gotcha. Long time. Yeah, long time. I know we have uh, photographs in the um, bend of the Trinity River um, preceding 1900s. I think it was still in the 1800s, late yeah. 1800s of wagon trains that had stopped to camp in that area. Uh, I need to dig through those. Those photos are they're there. They're just, uh, I've got to find them. Man, that's crazy. It's, do you ever sit around and just try to envision that time, you know, yeah. here? Well, you know what's happened with our imagination is when you try to envision that time and that era, it automatically happens in like a sepia tone or a, a yeah, black and true. white because, right? of, because of television broadcasts. Yeah. Like <laughs> anything before the 1960s was all black and white, right? Like there was uh-huh. no color back then. So you have to remind yourself like, no, all this shit happened in live, living, brilliant color. Yeah. But your imagination won't let you do that. It automatically translates, oh, anything past this era was in black and white. <laughs> Have you ever thought about that? Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. It's uh, just, it, it's hard. It's a hard hurdle to really get over because everything that you've seen, I would say right up until what, maybe the mid 60s, black and white. Yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. And yeah. old photographs are sepia tones. And I mean, I couldn't <clears throat> like imagine. Like there weren't colors weren't everywhere and they weren't as bright probably. Yeah. You think of the past as some sort of muted color pair, (laughs) but it's not. So I love seeing these old historical photographs um, remastered and redone with like full color. Yeah. That's cool. Because it makes it seem so much different. And it's Mm -hmm. like, oh yeah. These people were in color back in the day. I wonder if they will ever master remastering photographs so they actually look more more real as I think well. They, oh, like current photographs? You know, I, I look at remastered photographs, but they still look like old, old you know, because yeah. the lens lacks some you definition. Know, definition. Yes, that's already happening, and it's because of AI. Wow, that's cool. Yeah, they're retouching old photographs and making them look even more modern and 
and crisp and defined. But I would um, probably buy that book. You know, if, if if somebody issued, I don't know that it exists yet, right? Yeah. Somebody issued a book of photographs that have been completely updated. When that would be worth buying. So this is a hypothetical. This hasn't happened. I, not that I know of. I bet it has. We we need to. We okay, need to let's do some that. research. I will be doing some research on that. Maybe somebody week. that's got that book can call in out of our twenty. Yeah, doc, doc line five 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 five. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe one of our twenty four listeners can call in. But uh, we had a good trip. Um, had a good trip to the mountains. We we took a. Sorry, right, I went to uh, Colorado. Y'all mm. went with. Uh, Garrett and his wife. We, yeah, we went and Garrett, little and, one. And their little one, um, who Cora just looks up to. You know, she's four and Cora just her one. We just had a birthday party for my little girl, and we have yeah. managed to keep her alive and yeah. thriving for a year. So as a parent, it's like, congrats to us. <laughs> it feels yeah. good. It's a good, good milestone. Not only watching your little one grow, but you're like, we made that thing, and it's alive still <laughs> because we're hopefully doing a good job. <laughs> That's a – I had some – observations and emotions at the uh, birthday party yesterday. And we'll get to that, but but okay. tell us about the trip to Colorado. Uh, uh, the trip was great. The intentions were to go just kind of at a leisurely pace. Uh, we had um, originally- Because of the four and one-year-old? Or because of the old old fuckers on there? Uh, all yeah. the above. Okay, All I gotcha. the above. We are not spring chickens no more. Okay. I'm not 20-year-old something chance driving through the night like- Let's leave at 6 p.m. We'll get there at 5 a.m. and we'll be ready to <laughs> that roll. That type of travel is for the past. Nope, that's done. Okay. And I don't miss it, honestly. I really don't. I'm like, yeah, we'll sleep uh, We'll sleep till 7 or so, you know, get shit loaded up and get on our way. And, you know, if, we, if mm-hmm. we've got to stay somewhere halfway, that's okay, too. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Right? <laughs> it's really the, the new American road trip for me. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> Cut it in half with a cheap motel. It's like, why rush that shit? Ooh, that's a good podcast name. Why rush that shit? No, cut in half with a cheap motel. Yeah, yeah, okay. I like it. I need to write that down. Yeah, I don't you do. Have you it. don't have can anywhere to write oh, it My down. phone's over there. Can you put it in the notes? Oh, I yeah. guess I can type it in the notes. Oh, look at there. Cut look at half. you. I know. Technology. Man. Which we're having difficulties cut with. Cut it in because. half with a cheap motel. Mm-hmm. Cut it I'm trying to think of all the ways that half. could be taken for double meeting, but I really don't think it can. <laughs> so, so... If somebody wants to take artistic liberties, let them do it. Yeah. Okay. Cool. If you detect any alternative meetings for that, call the doc line. <laughs> yep. Send an email too. Uh, anyways, it was a good trip. We uh, originally intended to go to Casa Bonita. Have yeah. you heard of this? Have no. you seen this? No. Okay. In the in the words of Savage Brove here, uh, it is a okay. Joe T's is a local Mexican place. Yeah. Food kind of sucks. Yeah, it's Joe T. Garcia's. But everybody loves it because it's, of the ambiance, right? Yeah, it's, they kind of have a successful... It's like cash only. Yeah. They keep an ATM in the lobby. The free-flowing margaritas, yeah. uh, cheap food, and a really cool atmosphere. It's just a big, fun, sprawling That's place. what they've done well. And their yeah. fajitas ain't bad. <clears throat> so Casa right? Bonita... Yeah, their fajitas really aren't that bad. Okay. But Casa yeah. Bonita was originally kind of the same concept in Denver, and it fell in ruin with either bad management or just over time in general. Well, the creators, or Denver sucks. Technically, Denver doesn't suck. But technically, parts of it suck. Okay. Technically, other parts okay. don't. Like any good city, you know, like it's got its yeah, that's true. But anyways, the creators of South Park bought Casa Bonita, mm-hmm. and they decided we're going to put our fortune back into this. They had an episode specializing in it. 
Oh, I think we did Casa talk Bonita, about this. Casa Bonita, yeah, yeah. food and fun and a festive atmosphere. So those are the South Park dudes. They had cliff divers, and Casa Bonita has cliff divers. So they <laughs> bought it out, completely just redid it, and now it is a fucking sensation to a degree that we have had reservations six months ago Wow, that have still not come to fruition. Wow. So the reservation is you send an e- or you sign up to get on their email list. They email you um, an authorization or eventually a link that says, "Okay, now you can place your reservation." This was six months ago that we did this. Holy shit! And we have still not received that email uh, to get on the books. Yeah. So we didn't. We weren't able to do it. We're like, surely six months. We'll so yeah, theoretically at some point in the future you'll sign on. You'll have an email. It, yeah. And so word is right now that it's up to a year before people are getting these emails. It's pretty incredible. Like yeah, yeah. those guys, they have little, they've turned this into a national sensation. Yeah. So we're hoping that it, the email comes through and when, so have you picked the date you want to go or you don't have the, you right don't have to, the right to do that until you get your email. Wow. Yeah. So you have to wait six months just to make the reservation or you have to wait an old told amount of a number of months uh-huh. just to make your reservation. Man, you know that carries some like wicked uh, flavor to it. Yeah, you know it's a something about that makes it like okay. At some point, you're gonna get this email. It feels very. And you're gonna and and it's it's gonna be like winning the lottery. Yeah. It well, feel, and it makes you feel very ex, uh, like it's a very exclusive thing too. Uh-huh. So we're hoping that uh, the email still comes in winter. That way, Garrett and I can fly up there, go to Casa Bonita, and then go ski at Loveland, <laughs> which is where we skied. Okay. And tell me about Loveland. Loveland is a a very big, beautiful, a big, beautiful, wonderful ski area. Okay. Yeah. 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 Outside best. of Denver. Yeah. Outside of Denver. So it is in between Denver and Grand Junction on on Interstate seventy. Literally on Interstate seventy. Wow. Okay. You go up. This is the route that everybody takes from Denver to you know you you go under the Eisenhower Tunnel. Yep. which is like two miles under a fucking mountain. Yep. And then you come out in the big tourist industry of Breckenridge, <laughs> Keystone, Copper Mountain. Yeah. What's the other one there? But that's where that's where all the tourists end up going in Colorado. It's like mid-tier B, big ski resorts. Yeah. But when you go under this tunnel, you are going under Loveland Ski Area. Okay. The ski area is built on top of the mountain right there. over the, You literally ski over the tunnel and over the interstate. Huh. So it's right there. But... It starts at like 11,000 feet. So okay, give yourself, wow. if you decide to go ski there and you're not a local, give yourself a couple of days to acclimate. Yeah, because you're going to be just like... From, what is it here? It's out like, of breath. It's like 880 feet here. Yeah. From 880 feet to 11,000 feet in 12 hours, your body's like, no. Yeah. <laughs> no. Right, right. <laughs> no. Dude, <laughs> even take me back days, down. <laughs> even two days can... Work to acclimate you. Yeah, so we thankfully had three days. We stopped and stayed in Colorado Springs, uh, and then to our destination, which was Evergreen, which is a 30-minute drive from Loveland. So we went from like 800 to 5,500, and then to uh, like 9,500, and then, you know. But still, skiing above 11,000 feet is tough. Yeah, I think the peak um, of that ski area, which we went to uh, before you, the peak of the the ski lifts is Mm 12,200 feet. 12,200 feet. I mean, that's significant. For an out-of-shape fat Texan <laughs> yeah. on, on a pair of skis <laughs> is rough. We But we made it. I was so exhausted that day. It was a great ski area. It also has a military background. They they built um, that to serve um, 
It's not the one I'm going to talk about here in a little bit, but there was another division of um, Alpine soldiers. Mm. And okay. uh, they train in this ski, very difficult ski area um, to be Alpine soldiers overseas in World War II. Right. So from right. there, we went to uh, Twin Lakes to Leadville and then uh, skied another day at Ski Cooper, which is a little county-owned um, ski hmm. mountain outside of Leadville. Where's and Leadville? Leadville is central Colorado. Okay. And I believe gotcha. it is the highest. Don't quote me on this. I believe it is the highest. It's one. It's the highest city in Denver. I mean, <laughs> highest city. In, <laughs> highest in the city, state of Denver. Yeah, in the state yeah, of yeah. Denver. It's the highest city in Colorado. It may be the highest city in the United States. Uh, okay. Contiguous United States. I mean, anybody can fact check that, right? Could, yeah, don't. Yeah, ask, ask Savage Chad. Bros not here tonight, so it hasn't been yeah. fact, uh, fact yeah, yeah. checked 100% so, by the bros yet. So if you need to know, yeah, look it up. <laughs> but anyways, the ski area there, Ski Cooper, was also a recreation, or not a recreate, a creation by the um, military, specifically for the 10th Mountain Division, huh. um, to have a place to train and ski before they were shipped overseas in World War II. And it um, once you know the world the World War Two was over, it, the county turned it into a public ski area. Wow. And that's how. It, so, in honor of that, <clears throat> I brought back. And this oh is, yeah, okay. I brought back here a bottle I of try this Tenth Mountain Division Bourbon. Okay, there it is. There it is. You see it right there. That's it. Okay. So we had, um, you know, during one of the few yeah. runs we had made down the mountain, we, we had to stop and have refreshments, and the bartender's mm -hmm. like. You guys seem like bourbon guys, yeah. Like, yeah how'd like you know? It, quite honestly. <laughs> so I want you to try this. And he did. And I'm like, okay, this is pretty good. And then I saw the bottle. I'm like, whoa. Is this some juice that's bought by, um, you know, out of Indiana, out of the distillery up there? He's like, no, nope, this is distilled and aged and made in Vail, Colorado. And it's not bad. Not bad at all. It's not bad. This one comes in at two years old and 92 proof, but they're mm -hmm. aging. You know, their aging seasons up there are way different than Kentucky. You have yeah. a lot more variations in temperature and weather and at 11,000 feet than you do in, in the hills and hollers right. of Kentucky. Right, right. Which does advance aging and gives some of that woody character mm -hmm. that it has. Yeah, it really does. But yeah. uh, you could look at this with your naked eye and go, there's no way that that's got to be older than two years, but it's mm -hmm. not. Years old and pretty damn good. I, so I bought a bottle of it in honor of the Tenth Mountain Division. And uh, oh, my glasses! What proof is this? Ninety-two. Okay. Yeah. So it's not terribly hot. It's drinkable. Right. Yeah. It's right. Drinkable. But we had a good time. And uh, carton ran a one-year-old. She loves snow. Um, How'd she do on it? She did great. The whole time. Yeah. We took her tubing. Uh, actually, set her in the tube with us going down a tubing <sighs> hill. Never cried, never shouted, like mm. almost, I think we have a thrill seeker on our hands. Okay. She was, if you look at her, at a GoPro, if you look at her facial reactions, it's like. She's like. More, you know. Yeah. Like that was lame. Something a little more aggressive here, please. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, we had a really great time. It was a really great getaway. Um, a couple of caveats with driveways and, and snow and ice. But yeah. uh, we, we persevered. We made it. I won't go into the details with them, but the trip up there was kind of a bitch because of uh, false advertisements on Airbnb of, of really? ingress and egress to the, the the house that we were staying. Okay. So so what does that mean in, in English language? <laughs> that means access to and from should oh, be shit. accessible 
their description was, you just need all-wheel drive and change, which we had. And, yeah. And end up the last eight-tenths of a mile, uh, the road is completely iced over because there's a spring that comes out of the fucking mountain. It's kind of a known. So, yeah, right? when it, the spring yeah, comes yeah. out, covers this roadway, and then obviously when it gets below freezing or winter time, it turns yeah. into a sheet of ice. Okay. And it's a narrow, tiny street that's a freaking snowmobile trail. Yeah. So we ended up just not being able to make it. Thankfully, the uh, hosting company refunded it, and we found another Airbnb, thanks to Garrett. Okay. But it could have been a lot worse than it was. We almost ended up in two wrecks because of it. One, our fault, and then the other one, not our fault. The other one was caused by a local that slid down the goddamn hill on a sheet of ice. So oh, I'm like, shit. Yeah, we're out of towners and Texans, but I don't feel so bad because that dumbass just skidded <laughs> <just get> <laughs> down it, and he's from here. So, yeah, I didn't feel too bad about it. But it's all done, and we moved on. And found I, I would say that keeps me from going skiing. That's one of the things. Besides the cost mm. of skiing, right? Well, the cost of skiing is not bad if you go to places like Ski Cooper. Small yeah. county-owned or family-owned resorts that don't probably offer lodging on site, right? Um, but it was under a hundred bucks a day to ski there on Thursdays. That's, that's not bad. On Thursdays, they have thirty dollars Thursdays. That's an all-day ski pass if you order ahead of time online. Okay, gotcha. So that's thirty dollars because some of the uh, ski passes now at some of the larger places are, are yeah over two hundred bucks a day. Yep, that's right. I mean, I can see there's a lot of finance uh, funding that has to go on to keep these places oh, running, sure. especially the size right? they are now. Yeah, yeah. But if you can afford it, like the ski in, ski out is the way to go. Get to your condo or whatever, park your car. Don't have You don't have to worry about road conditions, whatever. Right. You don't have to worry about packing your shit up, going to the slopes, packing it back up, going back home. You just ski out of your condo, get on the lift, and then when you're dog tired at the end of the day, you ski right back in your condo. So that's going to be the smaller... The the best price is smaller ski resorts, but a little more work involved. Yeah, yeah, I got and you. And fun, like the the attitude is the attitude at uh, there's some there's some I'm just gonna say it there's some cunts attitude or Lo- altitude attitude <laughs> attitude at, yeah. at Loveland we met some mouthy cunts in interesting the words, yeah in the words of the hound from you use the c Game word yeah yeah hardcore I don't, I don't mean women I mean just. Just straight up. Dudes that are douchebag, like Denver and- Like man button wearing low testosterone dudes. <laughs> Subaru driving, vape cloud blowing males. <laughs> yeah. <yes. laughs> and uh, so we, we've got a buddy up there who married a local woman, and, and then her family's all from there, and we were talking about it. He's like, yeah, all those all those dudes that act that way are all fucking move-ins in, move from California or other places, or New York or wherever. Yeah. They yeah, come yeah. here, and they act like they own the place. Like, Dude, what? <clears throat> so- so we'll, Tell me about this experience. Oh, I, I'm trying to think. Four or five. And you can't just like lay them out. You, it's just like because they'll sue your ass. Yeah, it's unfortunate. They probably have uh, you know right. powerful lawyers and they drive BMWs. The so. dads are probably <laughs> powerful lawyers, yeah. right? It's like something about uh, man button wearing. Uh, One of them was an super old man driving. One of them was an old gray man that was behind me in the ski line and he was making fun of my GoPro on the helmet. I'm like, dude, seriously, I'm skiing with a friend that I haven't skied with in over 15 years. And I'm also skiing with, this is his first time for his little girl Fuck to ski. So you, I want to catch up. I'm like, what? bend over and, and lick your own butt. I don't know what. You're just a, he's a prick for yeah. no reason. That's not something you would witness here. Yeah. He's probably one of those BMW drivers that like smelling their own farts. Yeah. Yeah. But, but he felt the need to comment on for no reason just in line a stranger's like gopro yeah it's like yeah 
out loud. <laughs> out loud. He's yeah. like, oh, I see you there, Mr. Eye in the Sky, or the all-seeing eye. <sighs> okay. This guy, he's probably got a dried up pecker that, you know, is micro penis. We, don't do, and we don't do that shit in Texas. <laughs> and then, right? But <laughs> no, we're, I thought we're kind of friendly here. Yeah. 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 It's like, that's something I don't know where I expect that. It's like, so I didn't even respond to him. I just turned around and looked at him and kind of, okay, you're a shithead. Yeah. I gave, him, I gave him about a two or three second stare and then I was like, all right, I'm moving yeah, on yeah. my life. But he wasn't the only one. Garrett bumped into some guy. Uh, because you know you wear ski boots and you're tired. It was a small bump, and this guy stands at the bar and he's like, "Hey, I'm sorry, man. I didn't mean to do that." And the guy turns around, he's like, "Oh, well, of course, somebody with a Texas hat would see that or happen to bump into me." He had a Texas Ranger toboggan on. Yeah, but there was a couple other instances where it, I think there was overall there was five people that were just cunts. Yeah, they were in one day out and out rude. Yeah, yeah, wow. yeah. That's uh. But then I probably that's went, I went up there and out skied them. I did have a flattering um, compliment from the, our friends. Her dad was like, he he didn't say it to me. He said it to our our other friend. He's like, that big guy can ski. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> Philip's like, yeah, he skis better than all of us. <laughs> so do no you way. slalom? Uh, that's not a term for that- snow skiing. That's only for water skiing. Oh. I mean, you can kick off. Uh, no, you can, you, where you have that little mounds, you like ski oh, around. You yeah, know, that's you like mogul boom, boom, skiing. Moguls. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't like moguls. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I can like ski. Like, those are hard, right? I can ski steep, you know, steep stuff, good powder. Yeah. Moguls are tough. And I, it's because, one, I am, like, tall and top heavy, and it's it, they are hard on the knees. Yeah, yeah, For yeah. For pe- people that are in shape and do it every day, they are hard on the knees. So I feel like we're running along with this bullshit about me just talking no, about cool. skiing and... Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> okay. The uh, okay, so there was some way uh, that that worked into a bigger point, and it was okay. Oh yeah, it's so nice. we were going to bring up. So um, you're sitting around on Facebook the whole time. Yeah, just all the time while you're skiing, and and so that had to feel weird. It's like you know, Uber connected to everything, what's going on in the world, because all of a sudden you're sitting around like, you know, you're taking dumps on the toilet. You're sitting there like <laughs> running gotta, the news. I got to catch up with uh, the world events. Yeah, I did not get, okay, I'm I'm being cheeky, but I did not get a single like forwarded news post from you. Uh, during the time, time I was gone? Yeah. No, it's because I wasn't. Okay. Reading the news and looking up everything. And then, you know, you kind of have this epiphany once you detach from it. It's like there's there's some sort of a bliss. Okay. With being disconnected from world events mm-hmm. that you have no control of, you have no say True. in, that does nothing but cause you angst and stress and worry. And worry. Yeah. And there's not a goddamn thing that you can do about it except read the stupid shit that the, somebody wrote about and their interpretation I of it. I think that's at that. a valid point. So why bother? So that's super valid. <laughs> why do we read the news? Why we would be better not yeah. reading the news? We would truly be. We. I, I was thinking okay. like. I do. The world still existed in, in its problems in the, the <coughs> post-technological or pre-technological area, yeah. era. And then, you know, the newspaper kind of brought world events to light. But they, that still took time to get from the event yeah, to your Yeah, it was eyeballs. more a notification that this had happened. Yeah. Right? Now it's instantaneous and it's constant. It never ends. Yeah. But even before then, when 
our, our ancestors were cultivating land with donkeys and hoes and and yeah. By by they, hose, you mean like the hand? <laughs> <laughs> like what are you saying here? Depending yeah. on how much wealth you had, I'm guessing. But yes, typically the hose that one hoed with their hands. Okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, I don't even hear that word right. <laughs> no, nobody does anymore. <laughs> Our fragile little minds have been ruined. Um, but in that era, you know, they weren't terribly concerned with world events. They had their own local stuff that they had to deal mm-hmm. with, and they had to survive. Yeah. Like the creature comforts that we have now, You, if you'd have told those people 150 years ago the stuff, the creature comforts that we have now, they'd have thought we'd have come from a different fucking planet. So what changed... When, you know, I, th- industrial I think it was like, revolution. Yeah. Industrial. I, I think it was uh national like TV. Mm, mm. TV happened. The invention of the, uh, of the camera of, of photographs. Yeah, probably. I mean that, that precedes um, TV and cameras or t- uh, motion picture cameras. It's like in, in or during world war two, People went to the theaters, mm-hmm. and and occasionally they had news broadcasts. Yeah, uh, and they got news in the paper. Yeah, but you right? didn't live with it. It yeah. didn't follow you. You and and probably not even the... on a nightly basis. <laughs> you did not engage with news. Yeah. but maybe once a week. It didn't right? follow you to the bathroom. It didn't. It didn't follow you and pop up with a, a notification during yeah, the middle yeah. of a family dinner. I think that's that's a big recognition. Yeah, and it's you know, not it's you like, know it's you're we're not talking about disconnecting with friends and loved ones. We're talking yeah. about disconnecting from eighty years ago. Yeah, people did not engage with the news daily. No, and that's most people. Yeah. Okay. And wow, those, that's valid. They were probably a lot. There's they were a lot more blissful because now, of that. And even sixty years ago, mm-hmm. most people. So so you're into the 1960s. Mm-hmm. Okay, so so television sets are becoming more of a thing mm-hmm. in living rooms. Yeah. Right? But not really. I mean, you had the from the way I understand it, I wasn't around then. Uh way I understand it, it was still it wasn't mass saturation. Like some people in the '60s had TV sets, sure, yeah, but not everybody. And if not TVs, radios. But guess what? And and then those radios started, weren't mobile; they were in a corner in the living room, and the TVs yeah. were in a corner. You couldn't pick it up and take it with you. That's true. That's true. So, wow. And yeah. and and so in the 1980s, I would say news was generally a nightly thing. Yeah. Right. Maybe yeah. maybe 70s. Even, you had Walter Cronkite even like then, in the 70s. It it didn't. The news didn't follow you around during the day, alerting yeah, you every true. every five minutes to some something. And we got the twenty four hour news cycle when mm, with the I guess the emergence of satellite television. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah have to be, I think you're right? right. I think you're right. Uh, so when nine eleven happened, uh, we had satellite that TV. was available to us. Yeah, yeah. And then I think from the post nine eleven. Uh, uh, the the nine eleven era, so and so beyond, we're thinking like mid to late nineties. Satellite saw mass saturation. Yeah, and right? so did uh, news 
digestion, I guess, is the best word. Yeah. Like people want to, yeah, yeah. all of a sudden now we want to be involved with everything. That's I've we never sat know. down to kind of work through it. But even if you don't want to be a part of it, you're still, by second hand, it's still coming to you. Oh, right, now. By your friends group, oh, your, shit. You know, your social it's circles, like, by fuck, work. Facebook and, feed. Yeah. You're, it, it's still it's yeah. still crossing your, your line of sight. Or, I do. Or, I I can tattle on myself, right? I have this. I, I feel bad about it. It's like whenever I, you know, have an indiscretion of another type, you know, it's like whenever I'm like, oh, I'm going to order Domino's tonight. You know, it's like I'm I'm going to consume something that's really bad. Your I know it's Dionysius. Bad. Yeah, yeah, I know it's bad. I'm going to do it because mm-hmm. I'm kind of a shithead, right? Because you're you know? an independent man, a yeah. free-thinking man. And if I want to... Eat shit, I'll eat shit. So I got a page on Twitter mm. uh, that like recaps like the top ten like stories that, mm. and and it comes out on Monday. And so every Monday, like at some point during the afternoon, I pull that up and I start going through it. It's super kind of conspiracist, mm-hmm. and and I I feel like I've had this like horrible consumption. Yeah. Right. Whenever I do that, no, your body is having to process it out and get it yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and so that's just it's just super. But funny. it is it is a. It's just I mean it's news. It's an overall physiological effect, right? Like yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean bad news can affect your it, people get diarrhea because they're stu- too stressed. And it's stressed, all right? bad. That's the thing. Mental it's anguish all, and it's all bad news. <laughs> it's like it wouldn't be news if it weren't if it was bad. Happy. Right? Today, a bus full of children made it from school to everybody's yes. houses successfully. Everybody lived and survived. No, that's not making it to the news. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So and and you can't watch the news and, and like sift and be like, oh yeah, I'm gonna read this article. This will make me no. feel wonderful. No, you can't. Yeah. And and it's like it's like you're rolling the dice. Yeah. But I'll, you know, I'll find that what you're talking about, like, okay, 10 topics you need to know that happened during yes. the week. Yeah. And the more, the more I get involved with it, I'm like, no, I don't need to know. <laughs> and you and I have talked about like knowing yeah. too much is not a good thing. No, I don't there think There needs it to is. be a cutoff. It's like you can only, knowing, knowing doesn't really level you up. No, it doesn't. Sometimes it really tears you down. Yeah. <laughs> like we, we have recognitions as yeah. as old dudes, yeah, right. As we get older, we we gain certain recognitions. That that's not knowledge, right? That's different. Yeah, yeah. That's, I love the uh, the quote. I forget who it's from, but the quote is: "When you stare into the abyss, sometimes the abyss stares back." Is that Nietzsche? Back. Is it Nietzsche? Yeah, I think okay. so. Yeah, and it's true. If you look too far into the abyss, you're probably going to end up with something you don't want to know. Yeah. And. Yeah. So you keep it solid, local, like personal. Yeah. You you know. Right. Find your little, your little bubble. Right. Your little bubble. The, uh, so the nuclear family. Okay. So th- th- you bring up bubble and, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. I kind of mentioned that. So last night we were sitting around. After Cora's birthday party, and having and some whiskey, having some whiskey, mm-hmm. and and it's great. But I remember I, I mentioned this last night. But I remember sitting there looking at the crowd at Cora's birthday party, mm-hmm. which is predominantly made up of 
you know, friends that we know around Decatur. True. Yeah. And then people who live in your addition that you've come to know, uh, and, and their kids. Yeah. We have literally yeah. next door neighbors. We have three, no two other than our girl. We have two, uh, newborn or, you know, baby mm-hmm. girls that are within three or four months of Cora's age. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So, so there's a you. lot of kids at this, uh, birthday party, mm-hmm. uh, and and I I got to counting and I was like, okay, this is interesting because all the people there only we could identify one person that was on their second marriage. Ooh, yeah. Everybody else there was married, and and this ranged mm-hmm. from like young families to people in our age group mm-hmm. and 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 beyond. Uh, but yeah, that's like everybody there, with the exception of one person, yeah, was ha- has been in a long term nuclear 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 marriage nuclear marriage, <laughs> yeah, right, yeah, and 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 that's, so that's not to say that's been an easy that's, road for them, right? Oh God, no! It's a Fuck, it's no. a battle worn, yeah, hole ridden road. Fuck yeah, I love my wife, yeah, but. It takes work. We've been through hell together. It takes work for you to love her yeah. and for her to love yeah, you yeah. back. It is not it is not an even playing field. I know. And it's not an easy one either. Right. And I think if more people went into marriage understanding that, mm-hmm. they would come out, there would be more successful marriages. Oh, I think so. But okay, so I think people nowadays don't generally divorce like they did when we were kids. Yeah. You think that is um and I may do, be wrong. Do you about think that, that is be because all wrong. those divorces have taken place, or do you think that we are coming to a new age of enlightenment regarding? Or, or, or I'm not a new I, I, age. That's a valid. Do question. you think we are reciprocating or on a cyclical thing? You know, everything goes in circles, right? Styles, God, fashions, it's foods, true. what everything. Yeah, I've heard so this for are, a long time. Are we on a revolving? And we're kind of coming back around to actually appreciate and recognize. Or or are we just in a bubble? Do we live in a a town that's attracting people? I don't like think that? so. I think it is a an okay. overall a social a social. I hate to say movement. I don't feel like movement's the right word. Overall, I think it is a social effect. Yeah, I think yeah. Uh, you know a lot of people, and this may be because of social media and influencers that are. Talking sure. about homesteads well, and Jordan, talking about Jordan Peterson. Yeah. Okay. Great. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like obviously that dude has had unprecedented popularity and exposure. Yeah. You can't. And some true goddamn struggles. Uh huh. Like, like a couple of years ago, I talked about Jordan Peterson, or mm-hmm. two to four years ago. And, yeah. and I encountered a lot of people that are like, mm, who's that? Yeah. And, and now not so much. Yeah. He's prolific now. Yeah. Uh, and very popular. So maybe it is conversations that have taken place and mm-hmm. just small, small tidbits here and there that add up. Like, yeah. Okay. Family dinners at home, moving the phones away from uh, uh, keeping yeah, the phones in the bedroom while there are some families are together. Like healthy ideas that are coming forward. Getting the TVs out of the bedroom. Right. Um, Family traveling, family vacations. It's you know, just, 
you say that, and I and I hope you're right. I think like that is sounding I, correct. I hope I am right too, because as I get older, like you know, you, there's certain thrills that you would chase. Yeah, uh, as as younger men. Heck yeah, man! And I think one of the most favorite things. Other I mean, than, we can. I I can tell you her name. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a few of her. <laughs> yeah, uh, and they were bad news, man. They were bad news. Yeah, thank God yeah. they. Thank God those that we chased got away, right? Those, Amen. <laughs> God, but, you're right. You know, I love I love sitting around the table with you guys as my bros and my best friends and just. We don't drink to get drunk. We're we're sipping on whiskey and it's it's opening up dialogues. It's it's networking, it's communication. But I think the That's biggest about. the biggest thrill for me these days is is my wife, like being loved. Mm-hmm. Uh, what does that is, mean? What does that mean to you? To have somebody there that unconditionally, even though sometimes they want to fucking stab you in the forehead with a butcher knife. Yeah, because you're being stupid and cockamamie. Yeah. Yeah, Sorry, just but they in dip snuff. Uh, they're but they're still there because they love you, mm-hmm. because they want to succeed with you, because even through the bad times. Man, this is apropos because it's Valentine's week. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so so even, keep going. Please. Even through the bad times, their their sentiment is: I would really like to keep going through this negativity mm-hmm. and achieve success at the end of it. To uh, achieve um, a breakthrough and growth and. I just I want to love you because yeah that I've chosen you and you've chosen me and we want to succeed together. And so I think having somebody that really genuinely fucking cares about you yeah is a really wonderful thrill and it's a really good feeling and it's like So, so it, what are you saying? What are you saying? Are you saying like somebody that's willing to sacrifice for the sake of your growth mm-hmm. and then that and you happens for them bilaterally. Yeah. Right, mm-hmm. and then so 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 is that the definition of love in its most like purest form? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, absolutely. Because there's always the butterflies. There are, there's always the I'm in love. I'm so in love. I can't. Yeah. I'm infatuated. The obsession that fades away, right? Yeah. So so okay. So and I, there's always attractive people everywhere you look. There's sure. always beautiful, attractive people. Fuck yeah! And yeah, there is. They're everywhere. They don't give a shit about you. The right. person that loves you and gives a shit about you is always going to be the most attractive and the one that you want to circle back to and just make it through life with. And then raising a family so now. So just getting through life a sacrifice. Like getting through life with somebody is a sacrifice in and of itself. Yeah. And and so that that induces yeah, there is there are elements Love. of death of self that are, you know, necessary. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Completely necessary. So and, so is marriage that way? You know, it's like uh committing to staying with somebody through life mm-hmm. and life is such that it has perennial struggles. Yeah. Okay, that is true to the best of, that I can sure. weigh, yeah. right? And and by committing to go through perennial struggles with somebody will promote love by definition. Yeah. Holy shit, man. One thousand percent, yes. Okay. And what a what a great role model for your for your youth, for your kids, for mm-hmm. people that you know you leave you you depart this earth for and you leave behind. Um, you know, setting them up for success. Like we shouldn't look at the at future generations as a fucking burden. 
we should look at them no as joke, right? yeah. somebody that needs to carry on and they need to have the roots established and the knowledge that you can and you will succeed, but it's going to take a toll. It's going to take sacrifices. It's going to take commitment. It's going to take heartache. It's going to take heartbreak. It's I gonna, had, it, it, yeah, I had this. You have to go through, you have to go through the negative shit to achieve this successful blissful era. I mean, mm-hmm. not era, but, uh, it's, it's an art form. Yeah. I, ha- I had this uh, idea whenever we were talking to Eddie Allen mm-hmm. was th- that nobody just steps into the role that he's in, yeah. uh, councilman, mm-hmm. and and just like picks up the torch and and keeps it going. No, there's got to be kind of this like this training that happens yeah. that can't be taught. Yeah, you know, and so there's there's like. So there's really good reasons why uh, all the council people are not elected on the same year, and there's like holdover, right? Yeah. So so it can that position can be trained, but it's the same thing with marriage and life. However, there are exceptions. Like we're talking about normal, everyday guys like you and me. Yeah. There are exceptions. Like if you're being abused or beaten or the, if somebody, if a then spouse you're, is you're beating with your a fucking children, dickhead. Yeah. Yeah. Th- then it's time to yeah, you yeah. Know, jump ship or put a bullet in their head. <laughs> there are yeah, always <laughs> the whiskey bros do not condone killing of spouses, but we're just it's, saying, you know, if you, if you've not saying everybody doesn't have some degree of narcissist, but, but yeah, <laughs> right. it's, it's like, but if it takes get the with leap, somebody yeah. who abuses or emotionally, and and it's not a clear line. That's that's what I've read. Yeah, but physical abuse is one thing. You know, emotional um, abuse, sexual abuse, uh, chronic drug usage, alcoholism. There there are times when it's like, okay, yeah, I give up. Yeah, I'm done. Get out of my life. It's hundred percent. It's I'm hard done. to know when love. I have you know I know and have had patients who are in relationships that I look at. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I say, "Oh yeah, that's that's fucked up." Yeah, if you're in that right? situation, you don't need and you don't need to feel like, "Oh, I've got to stay with this to make you know you you can't." But you it's can't never black and white. It's true. It's not. It's and especially yeah. for the the end user, the person that's going through it. Right. Right. But I will I will say, <clears throat> to the best of my assessment, and knowing the people who were at the party, that I I was. Like, wow, there are a lot of partnered yeah. people here who have been through some shit and are making, yeah. have made it out of some shit or are currently making it. It was some hugely shit. optimistic to me. It really is. And it is also, I mean, for them to be surrounded by people that have currently good marriages, like it's got to be a good, it's got to be a good um, symbiosis. Like if mm-hmm. you're around people that want to achieve a successful marriage, want to make it through not just marriage, but anything in life, then that projects onto you and, and, or that projects onto them. And, and that's a wonderful symbiosis. Man, that's Um, crazy. Now, if you're around a bunch of negative Nancy's that talk about hating their spouses and, you know, it's a bitch fest about every freaking thing in their life, then you're going to end up just like them. You're going to, it's going to project onto you. You're going to take it home with you and it's, it's going to make your life miserable too, even though yours wasn't to begin with. Yeah, but you can't you can't snap your fingers and a change something like that. No, or or b recognize that that needs to be changed. Yeah, they right? have. That's to, a hard part. Yeah, we you really know, need no, Savage Bro for his blunt. Yeah, I know he'll say no. Nah, it's easy. <laughs> it's, be like this. 
Yeah. It is black and white. What are you talking about? Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, man. I know. We kind of got off into a rabbit hole there. So, uh, so I like John Vervakis. Uh So this is a guy you need to look up. Okay. Okay. Not not just you. I'm I'm saying like you, the audience, uh, needs to look up. And and just know that he exists. He may not speak to you right now, but he's a scientist, a cognitive scientist. So he's he's pretty level headed. Yeah. Um, not uber religious, but trying to find the elements of religion mm. that are sacred. Right. Okay. So so that's kind of cool. You know, I'm I you know, yeah, I can consider myself what I am. Yeah. But. But there again, to kind of have an eye on somebody who's kind of picking and probing religion, just trying to find what's sacred about it. So that's and, interesting and because that. as I'm getting older and this nuclear family, nuclear, nuclear yeah, family n- model, n- n- nuclear. like maybe a return to church, not just because you're, even if you don't believe in a God or whatever, sure, there is still a community in church and there's still camaraderie and fel- and good positive spiritual vibes that maybe you have your case. Like, What does that mean? I had my weird fucking episode in Santa Fe. Oh yeah. A year and a half ago for no reason whatsoever. That was just walking into a building. Yeah. You're walking into a quote unquote building. You could feel the spirituality there. Like, okay. So there's something there. That's that the material material Mm -hmm. material rationalist can't make sense of because it's, it can't exist in words, right? It can't be explained. Yeah. Well, right. And it also can't be passed over. Like nobody, nobody leaves. uh, If they have, I've never heard them, but nobody leaves a church going, Oh boy, that was a bad day at church. (laughs) (laughs) No, that never happens. Nobody leaves church in a bad mood. I don't know. I got into a negative cycle with church. Okay. Okay, so this is interesting. Okay, let's see. Yeah. The uh because okay. I'm finally on this tenth mountain. That nose on that is fantastic. It is. No, that's right. I've actually been through. Um I grew up Southern Baptist, but mm. but Southern Baptist has kind of become evangelical. Sure. You know, over the years. And 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 there is a lot of uh pessimism? Uh, no, it's it's like uh I compare it to what's that whenever you just like keeping up with the Joneses. Oh, yes. Yeah, you, there's a you lot just of said that it. going. You're keeping up with the Joneses. Yeah, it's yeah. a, a, a yeah, lot. Yeah, and of, it's not just economic, mm-hmm. but it even in morality, you know, in a moral sense, uh like being part of a group so that the group can see that you're being part of the group. Mm-hmm. That you can be seen as being more honorable, I and and I say it, you know, I see it very much as like virtue, the virtue signaling of the right. Yeah. Right. Oh no! Like, I thought they were. I thought the right was above reproach. Right. No. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Every, everybody yeah, thinks yeah. their political faction is always above reproach. Like sure. people in the right wing. No. We you're we not. saw virtue signaling of yeah. the left. Yeah. You're, yeah. They were called masks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. But even the right has mm-hmm. a has its own level of virtue signal, mm-hmm. and and it could be okay. So so I've made note of this. It's like sometimes whenever I go to family dinners, they're like, and and we have calf fries. 
or we mm. go to a restaurant and if there's calf fries, there's like, Oh, gotta have the calf fries. Gotta <laughs> eat the calf fry. You know, it's like that, that feels like a virtue signal to me. Right. But, but also even like going to church, uh, there's this like tendency to eat the calf do, fries. Yeah. To, to be the do gooder and to be oh, seen sure, as yes. the do gooder. You have to make a, a public event or not a public, but sure. Put yourself out there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. But I don't see that. I, I think you're right. It's like you can't just be the quiet person sitting in the back pew taking the message for what it's worth. Yeah. And and however, church, quote unquote, church being the institution that honors the sacred for being sacred. Mm-hmm. Well, there's that, too. Yeah. And and whenever you throw out the baby with the bathwater. Um, yeah, maybe you're losing a, a very important thing. And, and I would say John Verveke says that so Man, he have that's his, weird we kind of got on that rabbit hole just because i mentioned john john verbeke so does he have his own political uh or, I'm, I'm sorry let me back that up does he have yeah. his own podcast this whiskey oh, whiskey's yes, starting to get does. to me bro yeah whiskey's, yeah he does okay and and he ha- actually has a 50 lecture oh, series so he's also a, a professor he's a professor okay of cognitive science at at university of toronto so but he, yeah, and and it's one. I, what is up with the prolific Canadians? Man, they are. Jonathan yeah. Pajot, Matthew Pajot, Shania Twain, yeah. <laughs> Michael J. Fox, right? Oh no, <laughs> it's like Canada is really putting out. Yeah, yeah, they're 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 getting the most attention because of what I guess you know. The, I mean, it fucking sucks living up there. Yeah, the, right. The Canadians and they're they're we're kind of coming to an oppressive. Place. Yeah, 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 and but with that said, some of the lead thinking is happening in Canada, it seems, and making the most noise, right. so and, and trickling all the way down down mm-hmm. here. But he he has a lecture series I've watched twice. Yeah, okay, and and it's fifty lectures long, like fifty hours long, and it's called Awakening from the Meaning Crisis. And he's actually he's been to Oxford to lecture there. So other people recognize that this is like really significant thought. Yeah, and he's not a he's not a Christian, but he's trying to find what's sacred. Okay, and it's kind of led him to well, what would otherwise be considered like religious thinking. Perhaps he's being led down this path, like you know, there's yeah. miraculous ways that lead you to these revelations. Yes, right. But all that said, the whole reason I brought up John Verveke was his definition of love is. Mutually accelerating opening. Def- oh, okay. I know that's deep, right? Spell that. Uh, yeah, spell that out. Let's lay yeah. that. F- open Mut- that up, baby. Mutually accelerating opening. So, so being. So, what does it mean to be open with somebody? Completely open. Hundred percent vulnerable. Yeah, like letting right? letting all of your worst fears, your darkest fantasies. Yeah. Everything's on the table. Yeah, yeah. So so there's who can you be open with? I mean, we make the claim at being open with each other with the whiskey bros. I would say we really are. Yeah, we are, but we're not we're not male but with, and female. But we're not living with each other. Yeah, we're not living with each other. Right? <laughs> we're not sexually we're, in, and intimately involved with each other. Yeah, or financially. We're not even 
I mean, we're a little financially involved. That's how we not, got started. Yeah. Yeah. Or, we're not really millionaires because of it. I'm just joking. That's <laughs> wish that was that's an alternate yeah. universe. <laughs> but if you decide to go splurge on a bottle of whiskey, it doesn't affect me. Yeah, it does because you get to drink. I mean, the whiskey. it does. It does. <laughs> it affects you in a positive light. But I don't have to. I don't have to. Uh, I don't have to call you up and go, "Hey, I found this bottle of whiskey. Hey, how's the? Uh, yeah, how's the bank account looking? You, is it a good idea? No, we can't. Okay, I won't buy it. No, yeah, it's not happening. Yeah, but with your wife, with your spouse, and your yeah. wife or your husband, that kind of communication is. Yeah, exactly. And and not only that, but like your spouse's parents take ill mm. like you gotta like step into some really uh perennial roles yeah and and that so there, there's a certain realism that even friends don't get to don't have to yeah partake in yeah absolutely right? yeah yeah um, so 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 to be open with somebody and and then mutually accelerating so so over yeah, that, time so that's a curious term mutually accelerating right over <clears> time both parties kind of experience a bonding. Mm -hmm. So what does that mean? Well, that means like a mutually accelerating opening. Mm -hmm. So, so they're, they're quicker to not hold back yeah. parts of themselves towards their partner. And the, what would be the reason, you know, to hold back? You feel like you're going to be criticized or judged yeah. or they, this, and we, we still haven't evolved past the point of every, um, Either co ever con we we treat every conflict as if it's a threat and uh, an affront or a threat to our life. That's, yes, that's the immediate immediate. Yeah. Even though you, as a human we can still get past it, but the immediate response is this is life threatening. Yeah, we haven't evolved Valid. past that. Okay, so I think that's a very important like if I observation. If I have to tell, I I went gambling and I lost twenty five hundred dollars. My immediate response would be, I can't tell my wife that because I might lose my life. Uh, my wife might leave me, and and my life's over. You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, at some point it becomes like, well, fuck, I did this. I didn't lose twenty five hundred dollars gambling, babe. That's just in case. <laughs> she does. My wife does listen to our podcast. Yeah. I commend her for that because, damn, that's yeah. a, that's quite a commitment. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like committing to hours. <laughs> yeah. yeah, true story. Uh, but yeah, it's like I think. Uh, I think things on whole are more positive than we give them credit for. Yeah. Give, give things credit for. Yeah. It's a, we are our own worst enemy. Yeah, it's like true. That, what, what's happening in here is probably tenfold worse than how it plays out in real life. Yeah. Uh, and that's the part you got to get past, I guess, to be vulnerable and be a part of this mutually accelerated opening opening. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, th I think societally thanks to the news. Right, we mm. we think things are worse than what they really are. True. When they're okay, they might be on the verge of getting fucked, mm -hmm. but not literally. I mean, like <laughs> things might be bad. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It's like I did drive to the podcast <clears throat> in a Tesla. Yeah. Life is typically pretty good. We like to obsess about the what could happen. Like we have this obsession. Yeah. With end of times, end of world. Oh, it's true. I'm on, I'm on one because I'm reading a book. Yeah, obviously by yeah. our, our fantasy or, uh, you know, non, or sorry, fictional stories and novels, television. I yeah. mean, there was a decade of zombie, like zombie movies proliferated. Yes. 
Yeah, for for good reason. Yeah, apocalyptic movies proliferate. No, that proliferated. Proliferated. Yeah, I'm I'm embodying savage, bro. <laughs> I'm savage here. Proliferated. Proliferated. Yes, but but the zombie stands for something, just like vampire stood for something. Oh yeah, right. You know, during the age of vampire novel. Mm-hmm. Okay. What is your interpretation of that standing for in that in that age? Right, right, right. Uh, so the vampire is somebody who preys on. So, so it's the age of power. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You can just kind of suck the life out, the life blood out of other people yeah. to fuel your, yourself. Yeah. So this is this would be like of uh, the, um, uh, I guess the Egyptian slavery. Yeah, era. yeah, uh, but the Romantic era was that, and okay. and and it was the era of, you know, that mega industry actually kind of got its tone. Uh, okay, right, yeah, and, and I may be talking about something I know completely nothing about. That's what but, we do here. Yeah, it's true. Uh, <laughs> but just... zombie zombieism, mm-hmm. we're seeing that too. We're seeing a, now that's starting the to play out. Crisis. In, it's starting to pl- play. Oh God, it's just starting to play out in real life. Yeah, yeah. You have you have the obedient, mask wearing, multiple multiple boosted. Yeah, <laughs> they're okay. they're out there, right? Can't look but, away. But from But even phone. on the right side, yeah. You know, we know people who on the right that don't want to think for themselves. Yeah, they could be considered zombies. Yeah, and and so it goes. It's on both sides. It is absolutely on both sides. It's just a matter of people wanting to live in that little comfort. Yeah, and um, having and things provided for them, they don't want to. They don't want to be accused of critical thinking. They don't want to. They don't want to look inward. That's for sure. Yeah, they don't ever want to admit they're. They might be the problem, their own worst enemy. <laughs> oh man, but I love me some zombie fiction. Oh yeah, it's, it was. It was a fun Last decade. of Us. Do we have a second season yet? Uh, no, but it's coming. Okay, yeah, cool. it's coming. Those were great video games, but they were. <laughs> I mean, not. It wasn't. Yeah, the zombie aspect of that was almost a second yeah story to the outside of the human conflict that comes yeah the dynamic the dynamic element of who was the male character uh, joel uh, joel yeah yeah dy- dynamic element of him learning to accept the responsibility of of the female character yeah but it also championed that in any apocalyptic event the human element is going to trump, or the human conflict is going to trump any secondary disease, virus, Wow, that's zombie. big it's, thinking right there. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and there was a movie on Netflix. Uh, I can't remember. It had Julia Robertson. And it was about um, a war, uh, an invasion-type event. Uh-huh. I've, where, seen, I, I've seen the trailer for this. Yeah. Uh, is it Don't Go Outside or Don't Stay? I can't remember. But anyways... It ended up showcasing the fact that, you know, if your country's being invaded by unknown forces, you think that you could rely on your fellow man. It was something about the end of the world, right? No, this was about an invasion on America. Yeah, okay. So they were, like, in New York, and they went out of New York. They got an Airbnb. Bingo. Okay, I did watch that. That was really interesting. I could not stop watching. It was the first movie I've seen in a long time. That, I could that was not my stop wife watching. and I. Yeah, and it really showcased the fact that when when shit hits the fan, the people you think you could lean on or depend on, everybody's going to kind of 
turn inward. But you and know, take care. Of, it's self preservation is what comes first. Yeah, I, I wish we could think mm-hmm. of what that series is. I'm not even. Gonna it's look not it a series. Up. It's a movie. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a, a movie. movie. Julia Roberts. Um, but the youngest character uh, just wants to watch her last friends episode. Yes. And she happens into a bunker. Yeah. And and it's like okay, just by taking in. Media like everything becomes okay. That's you know, her. Like, that's that her was safety a theme net. of the. Yeah, yeah. So, so that was interesting. Yeah, and the Russians may be invading, but I finally found my friends episode. Yeah, but man, we almost missed the mark. We were talking about Peterson early, <laughs> right? And I, okay, so I happened on this okay. uh, the soundbite from one of his podcasts, episode four eleven. It's um, the title is "You Are Already Living in 1984," but they were talking about the climate. And the agendas um, associating with all the climate change talk and if, you know, if you are, are look furthering at, oppression of mankind because right. of something that probably is happening and may be accelerated by man, but not something that we won't be able to overcome or adapt to, right? Right. They're, right. they're, they're still... Their the big client, deal is like this is the end of the world. If if narrative can be attached to it, yeah, okay, whether it's climate mm. or whether it's COVID, then you should be at at your base, yeah. suspicious. They're they're yeah right? exactly, it, and their agenda is fear and control, right? And um, the, the ultimate end game is control, right? I think so. Yeah. But this is this is the sound bite from him that I want to play here real quick. Okay. Yeah, well I I I grew when I grew up, cars were still synonymous with freedom. And I think in North America, especially where I grew up, I because I grew up in this little town way the hell out on the edge of the prairie. The biggest, the nearest real city was four four hundred miles away. And so I lived in my damn car from the time I was really 16 onward, especially in my late teens and early 20s. I mean, car was synonymous with freedom. And, you know, I've thought for a long time that one of the most effective acts of subversion the free West ever managed in relationship to the communist countries was to invent the automobile, because the automobile is the is really the material embodiment of the ethos of individual freedom. You can jump in your car, Nobody knows where the hell you are. They can't keep track of you, although that's starting to change. And you can go wherever you want without asking. That's a big deal. And then when I so when I started to see, you know, hypothetical utopians go after automobiles, I thought, man, if you hate cars, I'm probably your enemy. Cars. Wow. Profound, huh? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's true. Yeah, he he nailed it. Yeah. Like that's I mean, I love I love the sexiness and the allure of automobiles, but that is the fundamental when, when you go after cars. Yeah, that is the fundamental aspect of being an American or, or a United States citizen yeah. with liberty and the availability to leave and go wherever the fuck you want at any moment and any time you want. Yeah. Yeah. And the Nazis behind the climate change agenda want they want to end that they want fifteen minute cities, they want foot traffic, they want mass uh, transit, and then I'm I'm sure you know the next step logically is uh, so many permits are going to be allocated for automobiles, 
I guarantee you that's what's going to happen in Europe. Really? Mm-hmm. It'll. It's always Europe. Yeah. It's always Europe. <clears throat> that's. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. That's. With, with all that said, Europe is facing some hard times. Yeah, but I think they're going to overcome them. I, I think there's been some positive. Mm-hmm. I'm still not privy to what exactly the farmers were um, protesting. I know there it was multifaceted. Yeah, it's like stricter regulations. But on I think their parliaments and their governing bodies have given in to some degree. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, the pendulum is is pendulum mm-hmm. pendulum is is starting to shift away. Shift. Yeah, yeah, shift away back to uh, man and from from um, activists and from elites. Yeah. Yeah, from people that are out of touch. I think in no small part because of what we're doing right here, mm-hmm. uh, because of podcasts. Okay, there you go. So, uh, why podcasts are so effing needed? Yeah, right. Okay, so I was uh, driving today. Okay, sitting there driving, thinking to myself, but realizing that I'm just talking in my head and agreeing with everything I say. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So there's something about putting you in front of a camera or a microphone and saying, okay, talk. Mm. And everybody can listen. Mm-hmm. Right? And, and, and then talking with somebody who can actually disagree or help you form your thoughts. Like there's something about this long-form thing, which mm-hmm. we call podcast, that is extremely helpful that I don't get in my car, driving around, listening to jazz, like listening to my own thoughts. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And, and so I, I think podcasts in a way are a return to something we had, which was the fire, the hearth, uh, the front porch, mm-hmm. right. The, the actual time we spent sitting down and just talking. Yeah. And, and, and so, you know, I'm 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 rather optimistic about. It's that. the essence of good journalism, right? Like yeah, you, you sit. Um, we went through an era that we called journalism, mm-hmm. like going out and getting the facts and then conveying those facts. But now real, it's now it's been polluted by bias and yeah, it was polluted and, by sound bites. Sure, yeah, but it's also been polluted right? by anchors, news anchors, and. Um, media moguls that that want to indoctr or introduce their own opinion or their own bias so um like what we've been doing here i think is uh with the uh, elected representatives it's like good journalism yeah because we're not yeah, de- we're I not debating so. them I really we're, do. we're not in interjecting yeah. with our own opinion and thoughts there's multiple times that all of these uh, people have said here i've not thought, agreed with I don't, everybody yeah, i don't agree with that but we're not here for that we're here to flesh out who this person is what they're doing why they're doing it mm-hmm. what the role is what the work is and let the listener like develop their own opinion yeah, their own interpretation of it um on a global scale i'm indifferent to tucker carlson yeah, but he's made his mark, and he interviewed uh, Vladimir Putin. I'm, yeah, he's made some shitty calls too. I'm, yeah, right. He, yeah, sure. It's like, yeah, yeah. He's that. he's he's had some political biases, but I think as he as he becomes more and more popular, more and more integrated to um, mainstream, that he's I don't I, I don't know. But anyways, I have not watched the full interview, but it's funny 
that what his my interpretation of what he did with Vladimir Putin is journalism. He's just asking questions. I need to watch that. He's not saying I think this or I think that. Yeah. But it's funny that he um, he comes up as abrasive. And everybody's accusing him of a treasonous act. Although through the past decade, like four other journalists from MSNBC, mm-hmm. CBS, ABC have all interviewed Putin. And yeah. funny, they're 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 not T- treasonous. They're not Tucker's traitors. easy easy guy he's to easy put the target. target. Yeah, on. he's he's yeah. fresh red meat. And yeah. because of his political bias in the past, that didn't serve him well. But what he's doing right now is true journalism. He's just asking questions. I need to watch that mm-hmm. for sure. So I will this week. Okay. Cool. But yeah, you're you're dead nuts with the um, the podcast and the long format and the fleshing uh, fleshing. You're f- able to flesh thing out. Yeah, it's cool. We've just had a dialogue. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what's a dialogue? Uh, <laughs> to the best of and and Verveke defines this. Okay. So a dialogue is where two people talk, and 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 they talk as openly and honestly as possible. And and then they recognize that something grows out of that conversation. Mm-hmm. They, they kind of have mutual recognitions mm-hmm. with that dialogue, you know, which, which kind of serves as, as the, the truth that emerges from the dialogue itself. It's like, okay, I can think and say one thing you can think and say something else, mm-hmm. but whenever you, pit those two things against each other and, and you just see where it goes, like some truth emerges from that. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's really cool. And I think that is the long form thing that, that is happening right now. And because of that, you as a listener, not just the presenter, but the person presenting becomes more of a human to you. Yeah. They're humanized once again. Yep. Because you're, you you're, you're sitting in the seat next to us. Right. Right. It's like whenever we started this podcast tonight, we had what five bullet points. Mm-hmm. Uh, sh- <laughs> that flushed out to an hour yeah. and a half, <laughs> right? And we we did not really like follow those bullet bullet no, points. No, in we fact, just... we skipped one. I, I closed it so we wouldn't <laughs> keep going. <laughs> oh man, so so yeah, cool shit, man. Yeah, it really. Like is. I've missed. You go on three weeks. I start jonesing for these things. Yeah, and I missed this. I love doing. I love having our guest. Yeah, I, this is this is the most important. I mean, this is the the fundamental of the whiskey bro around the table. Just yeah, this. Yeah, I love it. You, have you ever had a piece of art, uh, either that you bought or you like drew or something? You realize you realize things after the fact. Uh, so I've had several and. Where where I've by look like paintings. once you get into your house and by looking at it constantly or over and over just passing it by yeah, it, yeah yeah and and I have one okay so I have you know that church on Hell Street yes okay that little white I guess chapel it's Episcopalian white chapel mm-hmm. yeah so so Meisner okay so this is an old I don't I've never met Meisner mm-hmm. right he's a local dude he's an old dude I've never heard of him. Yeah, so so he does paintings, mm-hmm. and and he's on like the Wise County. I've talked to people about this dude. Yeah, I own a painting from this guy. So he's alive. I need to meet him. Is alive and kicking. Yeah. Okay. He's, he's alive and kicking. Okay. Painting. Okay. And I have one of his artworks in my house, and I keep looking at it. I I keep recognizing 
ways that that artwork drew me yeah. into it, you know, to make me, and, and over time I learned things about myself through that artwork and, and I have had paintings myself yeah. to where, as I reflect on them two years, five years later, 10 years later, mm. uh, that I recognize, oh, wow, there's, there's a lot more to this yeah. than I thought it was. Is that because you as a person are, are consistently changing and adapting? and um, Perhaps. Uh, or is it because there's little minute details that you really didn't notice in the painting? Maybe. Yeah. Who knows? Okay. Right? And, and so, but dialogue is a bit like that, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? You're going to pick up on aspect if you re-listen or revisit uh, yeah. a year or so later. It's like people are changing. Yeah, yeah. Shit. Min- know, minute by right? minute. <sighs> Should ask Savage about artists. And <laughs> <laughs> I miss that guy. Right? He's not yeah. dead, though. He's not dead. No, like, he'll his, be back. His daughter is doing <laughs> volleyball. Uh, no, he's at home. What? He is here. What the fuck? He can't miss Taylor Swift. I'm telling you, bro. Dude. It's Taylor Swift. He can't miss her. I mean... YouTube. It's like, I, I will be YouTubing the halftime show tomorrow. Uh, who is the halftime performer? I I don't know. Mm, I, I remember somebody I said, can't even tell you who's playing in the fucking game. It's Taylor Swift's team and not Taylor Swift's team. That's who's <laughs> playing. Okay. Okay. Oh, oh well, man. How does that do it for you? Yeah, I'm good. Okay. I yeah, that's that fucking awesome. Yeah, that's great. For Thanks me. for the conversation. Oh, it was great. It was a great night. Great chat. Yep. Um, and on that note, happy Valentine's and right. Happy we, very romantic Valentine's. I know. Day do for, some. Are y'all doing anything for Valentine's Day? I have no plans. Right. We don't either. Yeah. So, uh, there's a there's a great uh, set for lineup mm-hmm. at Steve's Wine Bar in Denton. Oh, I've been to come Steve's. Saturday night. Yeah. So. So we may go out there. Like a jazz thing? or Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's a little a, ensemble. But I've heard from Insider, it's actually some of Denton's best. Mm-hmm. And they're kind of all getting together. Yeah. So. Uh, you remember the Whiskey Bros in the early era of the Whiskey Bros all yeah. happened upon Steve's Wine Bar. Yeah. By and, accident. Yeah. And had a good conversation with said Steve. And yes. And loved the place. Great wine. Yeah. 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 So, so we'll see what happens, but maybe Saturday night we need to uh, find some childcare. That'd be fun. I know a couple of girls. That'd be fun. Yeah. Yeah. And, and maybe yeah. get There's out. There's a couple of 14 year olds yeah. in the family packs now that it's like, it's true. Babysitting. <laughs> babysitting. Okay. But, um, well, the Whiskey Bros love you and we appreciate your, yep. your, uh, your diligent listening and continued uh, fandom. Uh, so, um, Good night. Good night. (laughs) Adios. You've been listening to the Whiskey Bros Around the Table.
los hermanos Whiskey.